0: Yo guys, JD here, To your limits, and you're listening to One Mic, One Wheel.
1: Hello everybody, and welcome back once again to One Mic, One Wheel, the show where we talk all things sim racing. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 19 with Alex car Alex, you might know him as, talking about his journey through esports and where he sees himself going in the future. Unfortunately for some, this is the very last episode of One Mic, One Wheel for the season. We're rounding off, I think, on a, quite a big note. I've got a guest in here with me today. You might know him. It's Tiro Limitless. Limitless, you're very very welcome to the show. Very pleased to have you on. Yeah, thank you very much for having me, man. So, uh, let's get started then. So, um, what started your love for motorsport initially?
0: My love for motorsport, um, honestly, it didn't really happen until I was about 7 or 8 years old. Um, I'd never been to F1 before then, my family before, my, my dad and my granddad or anything, they were never into motorsport or anything at all. It was literally because I used to live in Essex, uh, I was born in Romford, and my grandparents lived in Kent and on the way over to Kent we used to pass a go-kart track called Butmore Park which is uh, where I race at all the time now and I just saw that, really wanted to have a go um, at a kids party and then... Literally, as soon as I had a go, I was just completely hooked since. And honestly, I wouldn't say it's probably my love for motorsport. I'd probably say it's my love for racing. I just really love competing against people and yeah, it's just stuck with me ever since. And obviously that grew into F1 because karting, that was a stepping stone, going through two different formulas and then ultimately Formula One and started getting into it from there. But I'd say, yeah, doing go-kart racing when I was about seven or eight, that's, that's where it started everything for me.
1: So, then what got you started into uh, League Racing?
0: League Racing, what got me started, honestly, was because I used to watch uh, XMAG and Noble2909. Uh, I used to watch them, and I wasn't TRL. I used to be called, I've had about 50 gamer tags before I was TRL Limitless, but um, I was called JD's Monster, which is my YouTube channel name. And TRL was probably like the biggest league at the time where it had like the top drivers in and just watching those guys racing. And I never really played it hardcore or anything at all. I just casually just played sprint mode back on 2011, 2010. Um, didn't think I was good or anything at all. Wasn't really trying to be good. But then once I saw their channels and their racing AOR, or ARL, sorry, Apex uh, Racing League back then, which is now AOR, and then leagues like TRL, I just saw how quick those guys were and just watching their highlight videos that just really just inspired me to get involved and really if it wasn't for them I, I wouldn't be having this channel now I wouldn't be talking to you now honestly because it just really really just spied on my competitiveness that I have within me and I just wanted to be at their level and if it wasn't for them I wouldn't have just tried to get better each day and yeah it's honestly because of probably Matty G and Noble Two Nine Nine was the reason why I started it.
1: So talking about the uh, the YouTube channel um did you ever think that it would get as big as 57,000 subscribers current number you're sitting at
0: um no <laughs> not at all but yeah especially i think it's changing a little bit now but obviously it's been mainly career mode focus for other YouTubers obviously Ben and Narr who have done a fantastic job of what they've done in their YouTube channel yeah for me just for doing league racing and mainly just multiplayer content and stuff I honestly thought no one would ever really watch it to be honest my channel was really just to just try and help people get better at the game because that was one of the reasons why i started it myself because there was no tutorials no tips other than Gene noble there was no no one else really he was actually uploading highlights to try and get into racing or anything so yeah for the content that i do um i really didn't think it'd be possible and for me it's, it's not really about the number for me honestly it's about people just being happy watching my videos and content and to have the active viewership that I have for a child of my size now I couldn't be happier but yeah I really didn't expect to get this number at the moment though
1: <laughs> um interesting one actually do, you, uh, do your parents know that you're on the YouTube channel what do they what's their opinion on it
0: oh yeah they do <laughs> yeah my dad yeah he's he's a massive fan of it both my parents are super super supportive of me uh, particularly my dad, he watches it all the time. He shares it all the time with his friends and everything. Yeah, he couldn't be proud of it, which is, yeah, a really, really nice thing because I know there's a lot of parents in different sports or if people do different things, they're not really that supportive or anything, especially mainly towards gaming because that could be stereotypically something that's not, you know, frowned upon a little bit where you're not being social or anything. But for me, I've always had a really good balance between my social life and doing YouTube and stuff as well um but yeah they're super super supportive of me even up until this day right now um i did my league races recently they're always super pumped for me and everything making sure no one's talking when i'm doing the commentary and not disturbing me when i'm practicing and stuff like that so yeah they, i couldn't really ask for any more supportive parents than them so
1: speaking about the kind of the the old days of a league race so if we can cast your mind back so comparing yourself to the level you're at now and the level you were then uh, what aspects of yeah. your racing do you think that you've improved the most on
0: it's quite a difficult question because I was a pad player for like six years something like that and I think it all I got to a pretty good level on that point to the max level I probably could have got on the pad um, back then and then having been on the wheel I'd still consider myself right to be quite new compared to a lot of people who've been doing it for years and years so, I'd say good over a year now that I've been doing it properly. I'd say I'm just a different kind of driver now. I think I'm getting back to level where I was uh, with the wheel. I found it quite a tough transition. Although I've done it in real life, at like racing everything, it's a little bit different when you do it on the game itself. Um, in terms of my racing, my raw pace, I wouldn't say I'm at a match what I was on the controller when I'm at my peak, but I'm definitely getting very, very close to it again. But one thing I'd say that I've definitely improved on, particularly recently, my form that I've done in the last month or two months in particular, is just my composure, really. I think that's probably because of my experience. So I don't really get too nervous anymore. I'm pretty calm before races and stuff. And I just think having that experience just really helps probably just mentally. I think I've just gone a lot better, uh, particularly recently. So that's the thing I've improved on
1: the most. And uh, again, looking back on those old races, um, what's changed in terms of, you know, the etiquette of the racing, the competition?
0: I think the racing now, it's always been super intense and the competition, it's always been super competitive. Like back when I raced with Noble, Matty G, you know, back in when I did like AOR season four, season five, which is like, it feels like a hundred years ago now. Um, the competition then, I would say, is just as good as it is now. I think the difference now is eSports wasn't really a factor back then, to be honest. I think now there's a lot more pressures to get into eSports. Obviously, I've been an eSports driving myself. I'm having the privilege of being the coach this year, which I can't wait to get into. But I think now, and you're seeing that through league racing quite often, people are taking it a lot more serious. Not to say we weren't taking it serious, because I've always taken it serious myself. But you took it serious before, but you were... I don't know. It wasn't like life or death. <laughs> if that makes sense. Whereas now, to younger guys in particular, it's pretty much the difference between you know then potentially getting a career because it's you know esports is just taking off now. So I think the racing etiquette, I'd say, not more aggressive, but I'd say people racing in a lot more serious manner at the moment.
1: Do you miss all those old school races with the X Noble Two Nine 2909? You know, because they were the kind of the, the golden age of league racing.
0: Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely miss it. Uh, I miss it so much and it's good that me and mine are are still really good friends. I'm really good friends still with Matty G uh, and stuff as well and it shows what potentially for him what his commentary way has got him now as well. Yeah, I definitely miss those days. I'm really enjoying it at the moment. There was a little stage about a year or so ago where I wasn't enjoying it as much, but that's probably because of the transition and just how the games are, which we'll be talking about a little bit later, but... Yeah, I really do miss the old days where, as I said, it wasn't, you know, the competition was still there, but it was, you could just have a lot, not more fun, but just kind of laugh a little bit more and it wasn't as super, super serious, but you still wanted to win just as much as you did. So yeah, I I really do miss those old days because those days I wasn't at the level where I hit my peak and it was really a bit of a journey for me. Um, learning off the guys at Noble that to me I was I was a massive fanboy of those guys so (laughs) to be in the same lobby as them was a a privilege so yeah I definitely missed those days.
1: So uh, let's have a chat about TRL so um, when did you initially become a member of the TRL team?
0: Uh, TRL uh, everyone does think it's a team but it's actually a league Um, it stands for Total Racing Leagues and yeah, as I said before, that was a league that was you know, had the best drivers back on 2010, 2011. And it was just a website run by a guy called Jamie Metcalf. Um, if he listens to this, he knows who he is. But yeah, that was just a league. Um, wasn't a clan or anything. And they just asked me to... I, they didn't ask me. I asked them if I could change my name to TRL. Because I really liked how TRL looks. I I know a lot of teams now have the the, no, the free like letters as a clan or a team or anything like that but I just really liked how it looked and yeah it literally was just a racing league that ran no assists it was the only league that ran no assists from what I could find at the time and yeah I got asked to join it after being in sprint mode uh the owner of it just came to me and said, oh, do you want to join this league and literally the next day at 9am there was a league race did terrible my first race and yeah it just start from there really so
1: uh, now, of course, we all know that you ended kind of ditching the TRL name and you uh, left to join uh, Veloce. So what was the experience of being in Veloce like? And can you tell us what ultimately led to the decision that uh, made you return to the TRL gamertag?
0: Yeah, um, leaving TRL, well, it wasn't, it wasn't, as I said, it wasn't like a team or anything, but TRL was, uh, TRL Limous, that was the name that I was, known as like going through league race and stuff and I know it may sound a bit silly to some people but for me it meant quite a lot for me to have that name which is the name I was known for and to join Veloce uh, was a big decision for me it wasn't certainly wasn't an easy decision at all and um, particularly I was one of the first people to join along with um, Formula Danny I think we're the first two people to join join we joined on the same day and Yeah, I was a bit skeptical because esports teams, so it's only just starting up in esports and F1 and you never knew where it could go or anything at all. So yeah, it was a really big decision because I felt I'd kind of lose my identity throughout that community if I changed it. And also when I joined that team, I switched over to the wheel as well. So I knew I was going to drop some pace and pretty much I was scared I was going to kind of get forgotten about and not really... Not be like respected anymore anything if I was slow or people didn't know who I was or anything at all so yeah that was a big decision um, but my experience in Veloce itself I feel it was a good experience um, had a lot of fun it's to see how they actually grew um, and everything as well um, but my raw like, honest experience um, didn't really have any negative things but I just felt <sighs> I felt it was better to go by myself, honestly. I felt I could have created more opportunities for myself. Not to say they were stopping me from any opportunities or anything, but I would say I kind of missed having my own identity rather than being amongst a team of different players and influencers and content creators where you kind of got stuck in what you could and can't do. And yeah, I just felt it was kind of probably hindering more opportunities than what I could have made myself and equally although it was a hard decision to join it, it was a hard decision to actually leave as well um because obviously Veloce you know, they've got quite a big name for themselves now and everything and I couldn't be happier for them and I really wish them the best in the future and everything but I kind of felt I was just like losing my own identity um and yeah I just wanted to just go back to being Tiro Limitless the name what I've always been known as and I felt I have the full support of people if I went back to being that name, and honestly, I'm really glad I did because it really motivated me to push onto new things, new boundaries. My channel hasn't been, you know, it's been the best it's ever been right now, and I think having that name has really just motivated me to just get better, back to my old self. And I really do feel now at the moment I'm pretty much on track to do that. So.
1: Now, of course, uh, we all know uh, last season uh, you made it through into the F1 Esports the full way. So can you just um, talk us through the emotions of the pro draft specifically and that moment you were chosen? Because sitting in a group of about 30, 40 guys must have been a really nerve wracking experience
0: yeah um yeah going to esports i was really <laughs> surprised actually qualified first of all uh the race i used well the race i did to qualify at spain and the wet was probably one of the best races i ever did Where i switched from the wheel to the pad <laughs> during that race um so that was pretty entertaining and yeah going through the pro draft week it was a really really long week um really tiring really mentally tiring as well as physically tiring as well and yeah, I honestly, I, I didn't think I was going to get picked at all. Um, that's because I was ready to be quite new to the wheel still. And there's a lot of guys, um, particularly there's a lot of guys who've made it in this year, um, who I felt probably should have been chosen over me, honestly. Uh, I really feel they should have probably been chosen over me. And I wouldn't have really been that disappointed if I wasn't chosen. Um, would have motivated me to get better next year. But yeah, it was pretty nerve-wracking. And... Yeah, it was just a pretty surreal experience. But I didn't really feel too much pressure, as I said, because I just wasn't really expecting anything too much um, because I was still relatively new to everything. But yeah, it really made me realize of how far we've actually come from just playing online racing leagues, you know, five years ago, just playing in, you know, against Noble and to then being on a live stage um, at the Gfinity Arena. It just made me really proud to be part of that. And no matter what the outcome was, and, yeah, just really, really excited for what's actually going to happen in the future.
1: So speaking of that live arena, uh, what what was what was that like? The It was, must have been such a dynamic feel to it. And, uh, again, what was it like meeting all of the guys that you raced against in real life?
0: Yeah, it was awesome. No, it was so, so good. Yeah, it just felt, yeah, just, as I said, surreal before. I've been, really, I've been a really big fan of watching Call of Duty before, but they played in that arena, um, like COD Champs and stuff like that. And I've always dreamed of, actually competing at a land event against people that's been my dream like when I raced back in the day I had a quite a bad internet at times which cost me quite a few good results and there was nothing more than I wanted to race on a land event where it was all a complete equal playing field um so yeah I've I was just thriving in that environment and to meet everyone there to put faces to names that you've been talking with for years um for them to really respect you and to watch your own videos and to to say they've learnt from me and that they've been there as well um it was just a privilege to meet them to share the same passion that they have for me so i have made some really good friends there and really looking forward to meeting them again at this year's pro draft
1: so are you happy with how you performed overall at the f1 esports
0: in the first event, because um, there was three events, I was actually really, really happy of how I performed in the first event. I qualified like 11th, um, didn't have the equipment before the first event at all. So literally, when I got there, I only had I think like 40 minutes practice on each track with a new wheel, new pedals, new cockpit and everything. Uh, I came fifth in the first race. So I was really, really shocked at that. And yeah, that was that was my best drive of the the whole series, in fact, doing that. Uh, second race got quite unlucky at China, where I got some wing damage. And but then in Baku, actually, was on pole for a good chunk of the session in the qualifying, and which I really was not expecting at all. I just decided to go for it. So for that first uh, event, I think I came out in the eighth or seventh in the standings or something of like that. Um, so I was really really happy of that, knowing that I would have the equipment for next event to really try and push on and. Actually, really felt I could get some really good results, and that really motivated me. But second event, literally everything that could have gone wrong for me went wrong. Um, just didn't really drive well. Um, some circumstances didn't help, but honestly, I just didn't really drive well. I, I wasn't really ready for esports back then because I was still learning the wheel myself at, at home and everything. Um, so I feel now, if I could, if I could go back now with the driver I am now with the wheel. I think I could have done some a really, really good result. So uh, it was a bit disappointing for me, um, especially as a team or what we did as a result. Happy in the first event, but yeah, I could have done a lot, lot better. Um, but that's just down to my experience with the input device I have now, um, just the confidence I have now. Um, but yeah, you just gotta learn from those things. And yeah, although I'm not driving this year, hopefully I can learn, well, use those experiences to really help the drivers that we have in our team um but yeah definitely could have done better and yeah we will do better in future
1: so yeah you just mentioned there that you're uh taking a break from the competitive scene and you're going to be coaching the uh the uh team, team vitality guys so um what actually inspired the decision to switch from driving to coaching and what sort of tips have you been giving the two drivers
0: um well yeah going into the coaching thing i, I pretty much decided not to do esports as a driver this year anyway even though even if I didn't get contacted by uh, Team Vitality to keep me on as a coach, um, I probably wouldn't have done esports anyway because I felt I just really wanted to get that proper year of experience of being successful with the wheel and everything. Um, so I was perfectly happy to do that. And of course, when I was younger, back in 2012, 13, and those games, I had a lot more time on my hands. Um, I was at uni, had a lot of time during the day and everything, whereas now... Uh, I've got a full-time job. YouTube isn't my job at all. It's just a hobby for me at the moment. But yeah, I've got a full-time job now and other commitments outside. So it's pretty hard for me to get that time in, which is a part of the decision why I would miss this year regardless. But yeah, Team Vitality, they're really happy with my attitude that I showed last year uh, and asked me to be the coach of the team, which uh, yeah, I, I just can't wait to be a part of. Uh, as for the drivers we have this year, I think we've got a, a pretty good lineup. So in terms of tips I can give them, I, I don't think I can I can give them some tips on setups and obviously on some raw pace and stuff, but I think they've already got the talent for the raw pace, which is the reason why they're in the team. But I think what I can bring is my experience. Um from what I've gone through with my racing, you know, competitive esports career or, or just league racing career. Um just my experience of just being calm, keeping your composure. Uh, I think those things, the mental part of it I think is something I can really bring to the table and in terms of preparation everything which i took pretty seriously myself and i, I still do to this day and um, particularly right now um that's something i could bring to the table and i think that ultimately can make the difference between winning and losing so
1: so you mentioned uh, earlier on that you used to uh, race in aor and uh, you're currently racing in uh, inside line racing shout out to those guys uh, xbox one tier one so um how does how does the racing in ILR compare to racing in aor and i'm particularly talking about uh, your dealings with the respective management of both leagues
0: yeah I think it's just completely different um, AOR was and I think it is still to this day right now um, it's just super super serious I think if you do that league literally you're not going to have any friends on track or anything at all no, asked Tiro Martin, me and him have fell out a lot of times when we raced in AOR <laughs> although we're like best mates online and everything um, yeah AOR you just win at all costs Pretty much. Um, Whereas in the IOR. It kind of reminds me of TRL. Where the grid is just as talented. I truly believe it is. And I even think last season. It was even more competitive. What I think it still is almost. More competitive than the AOR. Or equally as competitive in my opinion. Um, But it's not all about. All or nothing. Or literally if you don't win. Then you just go quit the league. Or anything like that. For me I still. I just have fun when I'm driving in that league. Right now at the moment um and that's really the main difference how I feel when I'm driving it's still super competitive but I don't know what it is it's just I could just have fun I actually just really look forward to those races in IOR whereas in AOR being honest I towards the end when I stopped racing in it many because I just can't really race on weekends at the moment so I, I will go back to it at some point hopefully but towards the end I kind of was just wasn't really looking forward to actually racing because I know everyone would be taking it so so serious and since I couldn't practice as much as I would like I knew I'd be on the back foot straight away whereas when IOR I know people do practice quite a lot and I am right now but I just really look forward to it a lot more and in terms of management um, again it's, it's the same kind of feeling AOR just seems to be a lot more serious just a lot more commercialized if that's a fair comment to make um, because obviously they have sponsors and they have a really good website and everything as well. I think they're always trying to keep up that image as being as professional as possible um, so they're super super strict and everything which is which is great. That's a really good thing whereas in IOR I think it's a little bit more relaxed um, although they're not lenient on penalties or anything at all. I'd just say the atmosphere is just more relaxed and just a bit more not as intense i'd say um so yeah that's what i'd say the difference is between two leagues
1: so now it's become clear in uh, recent weeks that you're particularly frustrated with uh, Coldmasters and the current state of the uh, f1 game so what was the straw that broke the camels back to to for want of a better term what made you decide to publicly speak out about this
0: yeah, it's, it's been a really frustrating thing. And I have a lot of friends at Codemasters now. I've tested the game for them for... I did it for two years in a row. Now I know a lot of the people who work within it. Um, I know they're a super passionate group of guys and everything. And they do do a great job. It's not easy making the game. <laughs> There's no way I can even make Pac-Man if I tried to, <laughs> if I wanted to do that. But yeah, the reason is... is <sighs> I just, on the, I just feel the games could be a lot better, honestly. I really do. I feel games like 2012, 2011, 2013, they were super immersive. You know, they were simple and they just worked. Obviously, there were issues at times, which you expect at any game, but I just feel... I don't know. It's hard to say, really. I just I know they're really passionate in the game, but I want them to just be a bit more you know, engaging with the community. It's a bit frustrating where they don't communicate with the community. And, you know, there are only raw people who maybe will, will say any good things about the game. And, you no, know, I love the guys. Like ben, one of my best friends in in the YouTube, um, doing the absolute... He deserves everything that he has because he's such a humble guy. He's worked so hard and is so good. But I feel not favoritism. So the people who would just maybe just say anything, you know, good about the game. But I feel they don't really deal with criticism that well. And I've tried my best to give constructive criticism in the past and to be ignored at times and to not be communicated with is really frustrating because I feel I have a good platform to really showcase the game, particularly from a league racing and multiplayer perspective. But it seems the impression I've got for the last few years is they just want to release the game, um, just do it as quick as possible without, you know, and then just fix the bugs later or apparently, well, recently, well, for the last couple of years, I'd say, is they've released a game and decided not to deal with the patches. And I just feel they're kind of just not focusing on the quality 100%. You know, they don't, they just want to release a game as early as they can. Now, not super early, obviously, in half the time, but I just feel not they they want to get the initial sale because I know how passionate they are. It's very difficult for me to say this as well, but. I just feel they should focus a bit more on getting a more complete game. And rather than trying to add features, which I understand there's a big pressure for them to do that because they need a USP for a game, unique selling point. Um, I understand that. But I feel they really need to focus on just making sure the fundamental is right, the fun aspect of being able to race properly. Um, I think they focus a bit too hard on certain areas of the game, such as career mode, which I think they will openly admit to and although they're focused on that I don't really feel it's progressed as much as it should have done I feel it was more immersive in the past whilst other areas of the game have really been neglected quite a bit particularly in the multiplayer and we don't even have you know we, we used to have a race net and sprint mode which I feel was amazing you know you could win prizes from that People could just jump in and race. That's how I learned how to lead race and everything as well. Whereas now it just seems a lot more inaccessible to do that, and it's focused more maybe on the graphics and you know, just the career mode and stuff of like that. Whereas it's actually taken away from the core part of the game, which is racing. And I feel that's a part they're kind of forgetting a little bit. And you know, if the game's good, I will say it's good. I I don't have an agenda against Codemasters at all. My best interest is just for the game itself. Um, but it's frustrating to see people giving the opportunities to showcase the game who are not really going to criticise it properly. Um, and they're only going to reward those people uh, without communicating with the rest of the community. And I think that's what really frustrates the community. And I just want to just raise my concerns. because I just feel it's just quite unfair, particularly when I've tried my best in the past to communicate myself and I haven't, I haven't, I haven't got a response or you know, the issues haven't been fixed or anything at all. Yeah, it just feels like the game is, you know, if it was a game myself that I was making, I would, I would want every inch to be perfect through testing and everything. And I just feel, not that they try and rush the release at times, but, you know, they rather just get the game out there, really market it really well, which they do a phenomenal job at, rather than just making sure it's the best game that they could be. Um, so, yeah, that's why I get quite frustrated with it at times.
1: So how do you feel that Coldmasters have blocked beta access to you? Um, the
0: beta access, um, being an esports driver, a team, I'm actually not allowed beta access. So that's something I'm actually completely fine with. Um, the only thing that's just quite upsetting to me, and I've said this directly in Codemasters messages and everything as well, is that I feel I've got a a really good platform. I may not have as many subscribers as uh, like a Ben or Arav or anything at all, but I feel I've got a very active audience on my channel. And an audience that is pretty much all towards League Racing, multiplayer esports, and you know the way esports is going. I think that's why there's been a big rise in my channel recently because there's been so much focus on the multiplayer and everything as well, which I don't think they anticipated that well. Um, it's just quite upsetting to me that they wouldn't want to utilize my channel as showcasing it because you know I'd be <laughs> I'd criticize it in a constructive way, but I feel having someone in my experience play the game who I feel I'm at a decent level playing the game and I think I've proved that recently and in the past as well um, why they wouldn't want to use my channel to really showcase you know the limits of the game of the driving, handling just the multiplayer side of it um, because my channel all I want it to be is just a genuine channel um, I'll always be completely honest um, really just to try and give the average person what it feels like and without no, just trying to be real the whole time. So, yeah, for me, I don't really mind not paying the beta because I'm not allowed to because of esports, and I perfectly understand that, but not being able to give the opportunity to showcase the game where I've got the experience and what I've done and where my social media platforms are at the moment, um, I think that's probably the most upsetting part about it, really.
1: So have you ever considered um, moving to other games such as iRacing, Project Cars, or anything like that?
0: Honestly, I, I probably won't do that um, because of just time commitment I have now. Honestly, I'm not looking for a proper simulation game. I do karting, like karting real life and everything, but I'm perfectly happy playing F1 because it's just the people I play with and the, the people who watch my channel, the friends I have on these games, everything that's all been on this game. And I just enjoy racing and Formula One. So I'd probably say I'd most likely be sticking to this game uh form the one game unless another developer comes in the future or something but yeah i would most likely always be sticking to this i like watching i racing and um, r factor 2 and games like that and uh, gt sport i do watch those and i do quite regularly watch streams like super gt and doing broadband and people like that it's really fun to watch but i feel f1 is always going to be my bread and butter for me so
1: so um, this coaching thing, is this this just going to be for this season? Can we expect you to return to a, a driver role?
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, depending how I progress and how I feel and how the next game is. Um, yeah, obviously being a coach, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And that's just my number one focus this year entirely. Um, but in the future, I'd say you never know. Never say never. Um I know I've always got that competitive instinct within me and that's always going to be there probably for the rest of my life, uh, no matter how old I get and everything. Um, So yeah, I would say never say never, but right now I'm just going to focus on being a coach. And if the opportunity comes up where I could potentially be among the best in the world at driving individually, then yeah, I would say absolutely.
1: Do you think you actually could have made it as a real life professional driver?
0: I think, motorsport making it as a real life professional driver is probably one of the hardest sports to actually make that happen in um because i know a lot of people who i race with who got so much so much talent who probably deserve to be an f1 but they just don't have the finance with me i feel i was pretty good in kart racing i feel i've got decent talent when i drive in real life um but honestly my love wasn't for motorsport that sounds really strange but it was just for competing if i was as good as, no, if I was as good as I am at league racing or racing online or casting in a different sport I probably would have tried to do it the same day as well. So I say honestly it probably wasn't realistic for me to become a real life driver and maybe wouldn't have even actually wanted to in the end. I think I'm pretty happy now with how my life actually is. Um But yeah, I think it would have been very, very difficult because you just need so much finance. But right now I do karting on a regular basis and competing in league racing I know it sounds probably quite geeky and silly but that really satisfies me enough right now at the moment.
1: So who would you consider to have been or is currently your greatest rival in league racing?
0: Greatest rival in league racing um <laughs> there's quite a few people Um i will probably say Noble2909 he was someone I really always look forward to driving against the most. He's probably someone I feared the most, really, driving against him. I knew when I was going against him, you would have to put in a real special performance to try and beat him. Um, obviously, people at X G, we had a, a really, some intense battles at times. But I, honestly, I would say Tyrell Martin. Um, we've always been so equal on pace. We've got the same mindset. We want to beat each other no matter what. And he's one of my best friends. That uh, met online here, Um, had the privilege of meeting him at Silverstone one year as well. Yeah, I'd say Tyrell Martin. Um, Yeah, we've, we've just had some phenomenal races in the past, always respected each other for most of the time. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think we'll always have that rivalry going on forever. So yeah, I'd say definitely Tyrell Martin.
1: Just quickly going back to the karting, I've had a few people um, want to ask uh, whether there's some real-life karting videos in the pipeline. Is that a possibility?
0: Yeah, uh, I think definitely. Yeah, I've started doing an endurance championship. Um, I'm actually doing one this Monday and planning to get a, a camera where I can actually mount on myself. And that's something I've actually wanted to do for quite a while now. i um, doing Club 100 this year. I'm only doing a few rounds, one at Butmore Park, which I already did. Um Well, I race against Super GT, who's a really good friend of mine as well. Um, So yeah, doing real life videos is something I want to add to my channel as well as league racing. Um, That's something I'd really love to implement into my channel. So yeah, in the future, hoping sometime quite soon, in fact, uh, this summer uh, is when I start doing that. So yeah, definitely.
1: So at the time of recording this, uh, you're currently sitting at I think about 57,000 subscribers on YouTube. So I think at this point, 100,000 I think is probably inevitable or a real possibility at this stage so have you actually given any thought as to what sort of video or what's or something you're going to do when you reach that goal
0: yeah to get 100,000 subscribers I think that would be achievement unlocked for me <laughs> if I did that that literally be the goal complete honestly because I think getting a million on the, on the league race channel that's that's never gonna happen or anything at all Seeing how long I've been on this channel and stuff for and I've been super happy of how it's grown and stuff as well um but yeah to get 100,000 uh, if that does ever happen and that'd be great if it happened um I'd be so so humbled if it did uh yeah that'd be awesome in terms of what I would do uh I already know exactly what I would do and that would be a skydive um I said that before and yeah I'll do a skydive and I'll record myself doing it so if I get to 100,000 subscribers, I'll book a skydive on that very day. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm gonna do. So yeah,
1: 100%. And uh, finally, JD, what's the future got in store for you? What's a, what, what are your own personal plans for the future?
0: My personal plans for the future? Um, it's just, just to keep doing what I'm doing, really. Um, I'll probably be competing in league racing till I'm probably 60 or something. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, I'll probably always have that competitive instinct within me, that bug within me um so I'll be playing these games as long as I enjoy them um that's the plan for me 26 at the moment there's people who I'm racing against are 15 16 so you know they've got quite a few years left in them and so do I but I'll be playing these games for as long as I enjoy them um and yeah I don't really have a goal my youtube channel I know a lot of people are really hooked on statistics and you know that side of it for me it's never been about that I really couldn't care less if i didn't grow anything at all as long as people enjoy my content um they learn something and get inspired from it Um, that honestly makes my day and that's what makes me feel good um my plans for the future regardless is i'd love to compete in esports again as i'm completely focused on doing the coaching role this year and honestly i believe we can really really aim high of what we can do as a team um, but in future i never never say never in terms of me competing again but Honestly, I just want to keep inspiring people, keeping my integrity, always being honest and just encouraging people to just really to reach their full potential. So,
1: Well, unfortunately, that's all we have time for in this episode of One Mic, One Wheel. JD, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on and I wish you all the best for the future.
0: Thank you so much for having me, man. Thank you
1: so that does it for this episode of one mic one wheel episode 20 it's the end of the first season first off i just want to say thank you all so much for the support that you've given for this series I, at the beginning i never thought that i would have the chance to sit sit right here and interview guys like limitless uh, actual vision any anything like that so thank you all so much for that support we'll be back of course for season two Stay tuned for that, of course. Just going to get things some things rebranded. Get him an interview. He's lined up and we're going to come back with a bang. Thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you next time for season number two. Thank you. And goodbye.